Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. He's Garrett Price. Uh, how's it going? And the board is Jared Wackerly. What's that? Yeah, we're back. Talking uh, That's Dynastic Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the line? What's his line? What's that? No, no. Oh. The, the, the lyric line. She all mine. She all mine. Mine, I had a lot more songs than just that one. If you yeah. guys want to hear it. That was the chart top. I will say, topic. Jared, we used to ride back, you know, here and back every week together. I've heard basically his entire discography. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we kind of went through some of them, what we could find as well. And that was just the best we could find. I used uh, to rap. Back in the day. I mean, I would say you would rhyme words together. <laughs> Listen, bud. Why do you think I know how to edit these I'll, shows? I like, I like the videos. Hey, the dozens circle. of people liked his music, okay? Dozens. Listen. Dozens. Listen, we I all were the young skills ones. of editing. And they were all his, his. <laughs> and now... We're here. I, to be fair, I love it. Honestly, I really do like the song. I know, man. So, so it was a different time in my life. Football was over. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, oh, I, I got said it. that. On the, I'll edit that out. Yeah, you got to put a beep on that one. This is not <laughs> the uh, this is not the Nerd Herd show. So we are back this week. We are talking um, early February, a new month. So we thought it's a good time to talk about. People are asking what is draft. Like people are making trades for draft pick value. So we're going to kind of go through. You know, all these early picks, some second round picks here, and kind of talk to players that we kind of view as fair value in yeah. that range. And I will say this for the audience as well. Definitely if you're newer to Dynasty, know this as well in February. These draft picks will only become more valuable. They will not lower in value in the least bit. Mm-hmm. Once the NFL Combine hits, fever. Um, the fever. They are gonna they're gonna go up in value. They've already started with the Senior Bowl. Yeah, the Senior Bowl increased some value there. And then once the NFL draft hits, even more value. And the day of your draft, they're usually the most expensive. The best time to trade your draft pick for the most value is during your rookie draft. You know, you, you, you're like, hey, this is, a good, this is a good placement, but let's see where we're at. I want to see who's available come the draft. And people start to get real desperate when the clock is ticking, mm-hmm. when you have a limit to make that trade. So just... Keep that in mind. So this is where we are in February 2024 mm-hmm. with a rough idea of where these players are going to go um, due to mock drafts and you know early study. So let's go from there. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Hey, Dynasty nerds. It's time to take your Dynasty game to the next level with FFPC's Dynasty Startup Leagues. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, FFPC has a league for you with entry fees ranging from $100 up to $5 thousand dollars choose from a variety of formats including superflex best ball superflex triflex one qb and standard with weekly lineups waivers trades head-to-head matchups and playoffs ffpc's fully managed leagues provide the ultimate dynasty experience most importantly the leagues are here to stay ffpc has never had a dynasty league fold they manage the entire commissioner experience from buy-in management to fulfilling your orphans ffpc is perfect place to expand your dynasty league portfolio and here's the best part as dynasty nerds 
listener, you can get $25 off any entry fee as a new member when you use the promo code NERDS. Head over to myffpc.com now to draft your team, manage your roster, and dominate your league with FFPC. That's myffpc.com. Promo code NERDS for $25 off any entry fee for new members. FFPC, where Dynasty Dreams become a reality. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, we uh, I, I did something similar uh, with with, with uh, my guy Theo from the Dynasty Life. Uh, I think it's OG, the Dynasty OG or Fantasy OG on Twitter. Great guy, um, and we, we we did something very similar and love the concept. Something that we've talked about doing here, uh, and I, I kind of want to talk about. You know, we'll go from from pick one one, and, and we're gonna do this more from a super flex perspective. But just know. You can do some mental math if if you're in a one QB league. Just alter it by three quarterbacks within the first you know seven or eight. Yeah. Just alter it, and you'll know roughly where the next guy's going. You so, go from having like the one sevens that golden bubble to a top four, like yeah. the one four is the golden exactly. bubble there. But again, now we'll expand after the NFL draft. There are going to be receivers like you know possibly like Brian Thomas that goes in the first round. Sure, people are going to blow up the combine. They're going to get drafted way higher than we thought. And yep. it's going to cruise. There's going to be a running back that possibly goes in the second round that's going to jump into this conversation yep. as well. I guarantee, I would almost guarantee that even though we said this is going to be the first draft, there's going to be no running back taken. Somebody's going to get drafted probably in the second round of the NFL draft or pretty high on a team that needs a running back. And mm-hmm. they're going to sneak in here to right around 1-7, 1-8, 1-9, that range for sure. So yep. let's let's go ahead and get dive into it. And I'm, right. I, I also am looking at this from a super flex tight end premium perspective Perfect. i am going to look at it from a standard there you go one qb league yeah how, jared's going to look at it from a touchdown only league Perfect. perspective all right uh, all right so let's let's start with the one one so you have the one one what players would you be willing to take if someone said i will give you player a who would you be willing to take to give away the one-on-one, which we're presuming is, is Caleb Williams at this point. I think we can pretty safely say Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, easy peasy, yep. done and done. Yep. You'd rather have both of those guys, right? No arguments. 100%. Okay. For sure. After that, let's look at specifically the quarterback position. Are there any non quarterbacks? Let's start with that. Are there any non quarterbacks that you would take for the one, one, would you take like Justin Jefferson straight up for the one, one? I think there's, Four convert. There's four receivers for me that are in the conversation. Okay, and that's Justin Jefferson, C. Lamb, Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jamar Chase. Okay, and is Justin? And let's just let's start with Justin Jefferson, who's in a tier of his own. So this is a good way to break it down. Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson is in a tier of his own in wide receiver one. I would still take Caleb Williams. Ooh, okay. Me personally, listen. I mean, I think there's a scenario that you can be built out that I would. Definitely say yes. I'll take Justin Jefferson for that first. Sure, you know what I mean. And it does go case by case basis at times, but look at it roughly from like a startup perspective. If okay. you're if you're starting from scratch, okay, 
you know, and, and, and if you want some qualifiers on like contender, I would, or, you know, if I'm weak here, like that's fine because trading, that's when we're looking to add pieces. But I think to try to keep it somewhat universal from a startup perspective. Yeah. And that's still a little rough too then. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can get like Jordan love in the second round. So I just take Justin Jefferson here, you know, Jordan love and sure. Caleb Williams. But I mean, it's still hard for me to say like, cause when you have the here, look at it, say the one, one's your pick, right? Mm-hmm. It's your pick. Like you earn it. Your team sucks. Like your team sucks. Mm-hmm. So you need that foundation piece, which is the quarterback in Superflex. If and, you if you if it's, not, if it's PPR, it's Marvin Harrison. If Jr. that's the case, that. but in a startup, you might have just like in our mock draft, you might have drafted the one one. Yeah. Would yes. you rather have him or Justin Jefferson? I so so I was looking at it from a completely different standpoint. And okay, that, and that's, that's where my hesitation is, and and why it's taking me so long. Because if I was in a startup. And I drafted the 101, I probably likely would have done it after I would have, or I, I think I would take Justin Jefferson. I think I would take Jefferson, but I think he's the only non quarterback that I would take over the 1 1 at this point. He's, that's it. And, and I'm struggling with that a little bit. It but, is tough. But I think I would. I, I, I think if I was drafting, in a startup and I had the option to pick Justin Jefferson or the one, one, I would probably take Jefferson and I would, it's, I would, it's close. I would take Caleb Williams. Would you? Um, I think I would say, God, I man, think one, hard. like so through my rankings, here's what I would think would be fair. Okay. Not saying I would do it. I would. So outside of those quarterbacks um, of Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, I think in my own personal view of this, that okay. I did for the show, Justin Herbert, Jalen hurts, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamar Chase, and Jordan Love are the only guys that I would – and obviously even Josh, entertain. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes out the window. That it even entertain. So basically 10 guys from Justin Herbert on are the only guys I would entertain that for. And honestly, the only ones I 100% wouldn't do that for is Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and C.J. Stroud. I would just keep those guys. So basically over the top Williams. six quarterbacks. The top six quarterbacks. I would just keep them because they're for sure in my eyes mm-hmm. over Caleb Williams, who has the upside of being Pat Mahomes, but it's still upside. I haven't right. seen that on the field for and, sure. And that's, and that's why I would take Justin Jefferson, obviously, over him is because it's – there's still that chance. It's still a projection. It, there's still a chance that the bottom could drop out of that pick, whereas in Justin Jefferson, I mean, there is basically no chance. You're for what it's worth, him. the last – now, we're not necessarily saying that these guys had the same level of hype. I mean, one of them did. The last two number one overall quarterbacks were Bryce Young and Trevor Lawrence. And Lawrence – I mean, both of these guys would be behind Caleb Wood. Like, neither one of them had the start to their careers that you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, even though Lawrence had that hype. You know, and, and yeah, so – Caleb's and, coming with the hype. And Caleb is coming with the hype. So, we'll, we'll see. Here, what about this guy? This is this is a good guy to ask because I actually have this guy ranked ahead of Justin Jefferson by one spot in my Superflex rankings. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Lamar is is right there for me. I think it's – so I have my first seven guys in my rankings are the six quarterbacks we just talked about. Allen Mahomes, Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, Stroud. At seven, I have Justin Jefferson. At eight, I have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I have I have the same scenario. Do you? Way. Yes. Okay. I think that's where he fits in for me. I think even though we've seen it from Lamar Jackson and we haven't from Caleb Williams, 
Lamar's old enough and injury. He's he's had enough injuries. He's had like there's enough like not this year. Meh. Not this year. Not this year. But he also didn't have the spectacular fantasy season that he's had in the past either. So he was healthy. Quarterback four overall. Four. Good quarterback. Great player. I think that's the point that I would be willing to gamble. You know, because because that's what it is at this point. It it's a gamble. Tough. What level are you willing to gamble? That's that's and, where it is. And we've talked. I th- I think Lamar is always going to be like a little sticky situation, right? Because he's he's a very talented mm-hmm. quarterback. I think we all see that he's still somewhat limited in the passing game, just in the fact that he is consistently inconsistent. Um, so if you have a chance to get a guy like Caleb Williams, who can within the next three years, leapfrog him. He'll be 30. Lamar Jackson will be 30 in three years. And how, how old? Caleb Williams will be 24. I was going to say, yes. Yeah, I would take Caleb Williams over yeah. Lamar Jackson. Okay. So, that's, so that's what you're looking at. So me also. I, that I, so I'm in the same exact scenario. Justin Jefferson's at seven. Lamar Jackson's at eight. If you were just a, if we were to put in Caleb Williams here somewhere, he'd be at eight and, and Lamar would be at nine. Yeah, and I just moved... The fact that I would consider Justin Jefferson, I would for sure take Caleb over Lamar. I just bumped Justin Jefferson at my ranks one spot. And it is funny how talking these things out, you do kind of realize where your values are. And and got and positional players that outscore Lamar. Lamar was the seventh overall scoring player in PPR leagues this year. Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, and CeeDee Lamb were outscored him. CeeDee Lamb was actually the number two overall scorer in all fantasy football behind Josh Allen. Which is crazy because usually it's quarterback, 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 quarterback. This year it was Josh Allen, one receiver in the C. Top Lamb, 10, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, then Jalen Hurts, then Dak, then Lamar, then Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Puka Nakua, then Pat Mahomes, which is even crazy. That, so. that is crazy. All right, so this, that doesn't surprise me too much. I, that's kind of the range I expected everybody to have him. Jared, do you, anything to add to that? No. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, one two is where it gets interesting because. That one two could be Drake May. Yep. That one two could be Marvin Harrison Jr. It's so so part of it is what player you think you'll have there, but also how much further behind is Drake May from and we touched on that a little bit, Drake May from Caleb Williams, and how far off is Marvin Harrison from those elite wide receivers? That pick is more valuable than both those players. Correct, because you still have the option today to take whichever one could be better. And and, and for me, the way I would look at it is, if I had to do like startup rankings, is I would probably have Marvin Harrison Jr. slide in after the NFL draft. If he goes to Arizona, probably right around my 13th overall player, which would be right behind Jordan Love. And I'd probably have Drake May probably slide in right after Tua around there, maybe even a little lower, probably not like 18, 19, 20 range, like right around there. Um, so to me, I'm, I'm looking at it as Marvin Harrison Jr. So like I would take, you know, the only players I would take for him would be like Jordan Love, Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb. Like if you offer me Anthony Richardson for Marvin Harrison Jr., I would just say no. If you offer me Brock Purdy, Tua, Trevor, I would say no. Because I think, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is my best chance to enter that tier of those top four receivers. Mm-hmm. So I want that guy who's going to be 21 years old on my roster. That's that's a dynasty cornerstone, and even in superflex, like yep. kind of how we talked about Bijan last year. So for me, 
that's where I would have it. And I would actually view this pick again, not watching the tape after the NFL draft, but Marvin Harrison Jr. would slide in right behind Jordan Love at pick 13 for I, me. I do think this is a bit of a it's an odd scenario where I will have I might have Marvin Harrison ranked as the second best player in the draft as far as where I have him in my rankings. But I likely, if I was in a draft, I don't know that I would 100% take him at two. Does that make like sense? You might take Drake May over him. Yeah, okay. May might go ahead of him if I was to draft, which is odd. But I think it would depend on your team. It would depend on your team. And, and, and so that's – so to, to, I guess, answer your question, where would I have the second pick in the draft ranked? It would be right around 15 for me because that's right around where Anthony Richardson's at. And I think it would it, – right now it holds more value to me than, than Richardson. Um, just, just because of the injury issues he's had and all that kind of stuff, you get a fresh start with whomever you end up picking, whether that's the, you know, the phenomenal talent, you know, phenomenally talented wide receiver, or if it's Drake May, you're just kind of hitting the reset button and getting a guy that hasn't been injured. <clears throat> so this will be interesting too because my guess is – the difference that you'll have between pick two and pick three is not going to be very drastic. It's not going to be very drastic. You're going to have them pretty darn close together. Yep. And this is even, you know, as I've had more time to think about this, even from when I did uh, the show with Theo talking about this, I had quarterback wise, not looking at necessarily overall ranks, but I had quarterback wise, I had Caleb Williams and Drake made back to back. Now that I'm looking at it, I would probably have Lamar in between those two guys but I still think I would have Drake may at this point ahead of everyone else. Even Jordan love, even Jordan love, even Tua, even, and yes, maybe it's, maybe it's a a little bit of a reach, but one, he's the number two pick in the draft. Assuming I'm assuming he's the number two pick in the draft. Sure. He's, I mean, we were talking last year and this was the class with, with Stroud and Richardson and guys that we have ranked very highly as, Everyone agrees, like unanimously, unanimously across the board, the two best quarterbacks are still in college. Yeah. You know, so as prospects, we're already having them ahead of guys that we have. CJ Stroud's at six. You know, uh, Anthony Richardson, we have in our top twelve quarterbacks. Like CJ Stroud didn't start at six, though. Correct, he didn't start he at, ended six. at six. But if we're saying a he's a better prospect. Better prospects don't. Always it doesn't always translate. translate. It doesn't That's always. Not, I read an article. But, Probably this is probably a couple months ago, or maybe a month ago, and it was like your best bet in these situations are always taking the quarterback one one, and the hit rate on them being serviceable was like, and, I, and I'm sorry I can't credit who wrote this because I don't recall because I've read it a while ago. I think it was probably a month ago was like so significantly higher. Like the only bust were like Jamarcus Russell, and I'm trying to think somebody else, but that was it. Like. The odds of them, like the odds of the quarterback that goes one one overall in the NFL draft being viable for your fantasy team, mm-hmm. was like drastically higher. And anything from two on from in that top ten, mm-hmm. it was like fifty fifty. So we should buy Bryce Young. Yeah, it would. A hundred percent article was like, oh, Bryce Young's a good buy. And then I saw a new thing again. I feel bad, I can't credit him. They came out that I was talking to you about before the show. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I invented a new stat today, and it's called QBS about like their situation overall. Mm-hmm. And like outside of Tommy DeVito. Bryce Young had the second worst situation he was in. And that's what brought me back to that article about the number one overall pick being such a good 
like serviceable at least option. Like the odds right. of them being serviceable are pretty high. And an and article said like, you know, this, the jury's still out on Trevor Lawrence, um, obviously Bryce Young, mm-hmm. but it, it makes me think like, even though Drake May's two overall, that still doesn't, it lowers the value sure. historically. Again, historically it lowers it pretty, we're, pretty well. We're planning to do a, uh, a rookie draft hit rate uh, podcast talking dynasty. On, yeah. Oh, nice. Prior to the, that'd be fun. Prior to the draft. Yeah. So, so for me right now, uh, I would have it probably, uh, I have Amon Ra at 11 and I have Tua at 12. I am probably slotting both pick two and pick three right there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live on sleeper right now. The dynasty GM, you use the analyzer. You can use the, uh, the, the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual sleeper at. And right now we could be more excited to be partners with them. And right now, if you don't know, they are doing DFS. And I know how many people that play dynasty play DFS as well. And right now there's not a better place to play DFS than sleeper. They're offering up to a hundred times their, your entry, the highest payout in the whole DFS market right now. You can track your fantasy players and your sleeper picks in real time. All you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame live in game, or even across different sports, pick more or less than the predicted stats and only on sleeper. You get up to a hundred times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code nerd. So our friends know that friends sent them their way ooh, um, ooh. <laughs> and get your deposit match and have Friendly. a good time. You know, have all your DFS, all of your fantasy leagues. And now even a dynasty gem in one spot is fully operational inside sleeper right now. And then when you're a nerd herd member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the dynasty Nerds app. Cause they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend sleeper. Check out the DFS. Use that promo code nerd. Get your whole estate. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, so we're, we're pretty close. Yeah, I'd slot pretty close. I'd slot those in right at pick like 13. And 14. Okay. So same kind of like same range right there. So we're really close yeah. on that. What about you, Matt? Yeah. Uh, about the same spot? Yeah. So I said 15 uh, for the second one. The third pick would probably be within three picks of there. So okay. So it's not very far. All right. Uh, so let's get to at least what I perceive at the moment as a little bit of a tear break. Now, some would argue, you know, they're really high on neighbors or they're really high on Daniels or Bowers or, or yeah. Bowers well, potentially honestly, or Dunze. Like I feel like a Dunze. There's a lot of good players, but to me, there's they, three guys. And then, then there's a tier for me personally. I don't know yeah. about you guys at the moment. Um, I feel like when it's all said and done, like I'm going to be really in love with Brock Bowers. Sure. Tight end premium league. Um, I have no idea what to feel about Dan Daniels about this and like everything I read about neighbors, which again, I haven't dive, dove into. I know I've, I know I love Odunze for sure. I've watched mm-hmm. enough of his games just live mm-hmm. that I like that player. I think he's, I saw a good comp of somebody comped him like Larry Fitzgerald. And I was like, oh, that's not a terrible comp. Um, 
but so I don't know enough. Top about five all time receiver. That's a pretty good, but like I favorable comp. Yeah. Like, I do a lot of reading this time I of year it. about like, like scouts I trust. And a lot of them say like neighbors is closer to Marvin Harrison jr. Than most people realize. And I saw somebody come on the senior bowl that like they were talking like, Hey, I was talking to some scouts and some scouts said, yeah, neighbors is like right there with Marvin Harrison jr. Like he's just as good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know yet. Cause I haven't watched the tape, but that's what I hear. So More like of a freak of an athlete. Yeah, with the ball, he's more he's more electric, yeah, um, more explosive. Yeah. So for me, like at one four in that range, like if I view him there, then I'm looking at that pick. Like so, I'm gonna, I'm hold that into, I'm holding Bowers, Odunze, and Neighbors, and I've, obviously if James Daniels James. goes top five, he's a meaner too. Like so, I'm holding those picks basically four through seven, right around that eighteen to like forty range, like. Okay. That's the kind of range I have those players in. So I'm talking about guys that go from like B. John Robinson, A.J. Brown, Sam Laporta, Garrett Wilson, Dak Prescott, T.J. Hawkinson, Brees Hall, Justin Fields. I'm going to name them all, but like in that range, like it basically ends at where I looked at where I want to stop was like Kyron Williams, essentially. Like Deshaun Watson, Kyron Williams. So probably before Kyron Williams, because he's a running back, so I'd probably take Neighbors, Adunze, Bowers, and Daniels ahead of Kyron Williams. So to me, the, the bottom of that tier that I consider those kind of players – like this is more like one seven, by the way, the mm-hmm. bottom. So one seven be the bottom. I'm thinking Deshaun Watson, DJ Moore, Chris Olave, Michael Pittman, Jr. Dalton Cade, Devonte Smith, like that range. So like, mm-hmm. so whoever falls whether it be a Dunze, Jaden Daniels or Brock Bowers, I have them in that range where they'll probably slide in right around there. Like those guys that I like in that range. I mean, I think all, I think all that makes sense. I'm, I'm looking at this. And we have obviously our draft picks, you know, within our ranks at this point. And what I'm seeing and hearing and even what I'm thinking while you're talking, um, I think I, I kind of have my mid-round pick probably a little bit too low. Um, just because when you're when you're talking it out, it, it makes much more sense for me to kind of have it up near that, you know, near that – kind of middle 30, 30, 30, 35. I have it down there in like the 40 something. So I have actually, I have my mid first because I'm looking at mid to be right around one, six, one, seven. And I have it. I'm trying to think like at the same time, you know, would I rather have Drake London or Roman Dunes? So I probably take, I probably have a little bit too low, but in super flex premium, Trey McBride or one seven. <sighs> Yeah, that's that's. I mean, because Trey McBride really balled out at one seven. You're not going to get what's his name is going to be gone. Bowers is going to be off the board. So if you need a tight end, you might go one seven in a tight end. And, and that's the thing, though. I yeah. think this draft is so talented. Because imagine, like a lot of these mock drafts, they have neighbors, Harrison Jr. and Adunze all go in top ten. Yeah, all of them do, and almost all of them. Which I don't know how this happens, but maybe it does. Bowers goes in like the fifteen range. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Bowers could slips. Eh? Bowers could possibly be there yeah. at one seven. And if that's, that's the case, possible. and if that's the case, you're taking one seven all day. And, and you're taking one seven all yeah. day, right? Over yeah, over Trey McBride. Right. So and that's kind of hard, you know, like with these pick values. Like the NFL draft is an important part of this process. Like it really is. Like it's it, the tape's very important because that gives you the core of the player. That that tells you if the player is bad or they're good. And or they have upside, or you don't believe the upside. That's mm-hmm. and that's again, that's all perspective. 
But the NFL draft really kind of take, shapes mold. And when we do our rookie breakdowns, we say, like, the NFL draft's the final piece of the puzzle. Yep. You know, it's why Rasheed Rice and Jaden Daniels get bumps, players like that. You know, if a player goes in the first round that I thought was total trash on tape, like, kudos. Like, yeah. That's on the NFL team. Have, I'm still good, not taking good, Yeah, good luck. Somebody else will draft them. Thank God. So, yeah, I mean, but that's like a tier in itself. Like, it's, right. it's, it's, it's as wide as pick 18 to about probably pick 43. Okay. Right on there for me. And it's going to be an eye of the beholder and how you want to like look at your team. You so know? let me ask you this, because I haven't done the deep dives yet. Mm-hmm. I, and I know all these names. I feel very comfortable with all the names we've discussed mm-hmm. so far after this. Okay, before we get to that, because okay. I'm with you, because I want to get to that, because right. it does get a little tougher to project. Murky. It does. It gets very murky. The right. values. I, I do want to get like slightly more granular, because we talked about a range, which I think is fair and we should know roughly what that is. But like if, if today, if you were offered the one, four, which, you know, fill in who you think that should be neighbors, Daniels, whatever, would you rather have, or actually let's even just take the two receivers or and neighbors guys that, that you have already said that you, you're pretty sure you like, you need to do more tape study on, but, but you know, you, you feel pretty good about them. Where do they fall in the range of, Pukas and DJ Moore's and Olave's and Collins and like in that tier ish of players, like where do they fall in above? <laughs> okay. Um, I have Puka Nakua right now as my wide receiver seven. Okay. Which is pretty high, but I, I could just, I could tell you now from doing this for so, so long. So you have, so you have neighbors and Odunze as wide receiver ones for sure. Right off the bat. I would, you, I I don't right now because I haven't watched the tape, so it's sure it's on just but right. on projection. But I've been doing this long enough to uh-huh. know from what I've already read, and where they're likely to go in the NFL draft, which is probably gonna be top eight. That yes, I'll probably have them that high. You uh-huh. know, and which I historically like guys like Corey Davis have, has done that for me because I love his tape, and then he gets drafted like fifth overall. I've you know he was a huge. That's another, when we talk about busts. That could be to be a bust, but sure. I know historically, like if I have an opportunity to get a receiver that goes top 10 in the NFL draft that I like their tape in and they're 21 years old. Like, yeah, it's a huge bump to me because as, as much as I like the coup in that situation, I had him lower my tape score and he's tied to like Matt Stafford and an offense that isn't guaranteed long enough, or this guy's going to be on that team for five years. Like these receivers usually that go in top 10, they're guaranteed almost to go be on that team for five years, like mm-hmm. almost guaranteed. And the hit rates are much higher. Are they much higher? I don't know that for a fact, so I'm not going to say that. But yeah, for me, for what I've read so far and what I've seen, like I know I love a Dunze. Like I think a Dunze screams like wide receiver one upside more than Puka Nakua. I mean, so it's like, do I want Jalen Waddle or I want that fresh restart in Dynasty? Like I'd rather have that fresh restart there. I, I understand everything you're saying. I think that's a little rich for me at the moment. I get it. You know, when I look at guys like like Michael Pittman that mm-hmm. I really like. Yeah. You know, when I look at um, DJ Moore, when I look at guys like that, that I'm like, I'm, I know what I have in these guys. You know, I've seen enough and they're still young enough that where while I, I understand the argument to put them top 12 right away, I would probably be more in like the 14 to 17 range. Like 
right in that same tier of now I have Puka lower. We've talked about that yeah. when we did our wide receivers and stuff, but right in that, like Nico Collins, St- T Higgins, Diggs, yeah, range. I would so have, but you know what though? Like those guys. So if we're looking at this, how you said, yeah. like at a startup, right? Mm-hmm. Startup value. If I take neighbors or Dunze there, I can almost probably guarantee get T Higgins after that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the thing. Maybe. And, and once those top four guys go, like those guys that we love in that range, like I'm chasing that. Like, if, again, if I, this is not just like on a, on a whim, it's like, I like the tape a lot and it's backed up by draft capital, right? It's like players that I, I see like Devon Achan gets mm-hmm. backed up by the draft capital. A guy like Debo Samuel got, got backed up by the draft capital. Like when I see that a player that I personally love and it gets backed up on tape or NFL draft wise, I'm chasing that ceiling. I'm chasing because not only did I believe in it, but an NFL team believed in it enough to invest in that future. And then also from a, a dynasty perspective, it's not startup. If you're picking one four, one five, again, your team's pretty bad, True. right? Like so, you want if, if I have to give up DJ Moore to get neighbors, my team's already bad. So I I want a person that has the opportunity to outproduce sure. DJ Moore while still being young. Because by the time my team turns around in two more years, now all of a sudden I'm sitting with this 28-year-old receiver compared to the 23-year-old receiver. Sure. So that's how, that, that's just how I, I think that's it. fair. And I, I'm I, splitting hairs too here, Gary. Sure. Like, if you said I want DJ Moore, I'm not arguing the fact. Yeah. If, if you want Jalen Waddle, I'm not arguing the fact. I'm just telling you from my personal right. dynasty standpoint of how I've done this for 20 years, right. that's how I would attack that. Yep. Like I'm chasing that top 10 pick and the tape that backs it up. This isn't just because they're a top 10 pick. I'm assuming from what I've read that I'll have those guys ranked pretty high. Mm-hmm. I I won't have them as a, as a QB. I mean, as a wide, I definitely won't have them as QB one. QB one, but as a wide, sure. as what a wide receiver one, off the rip, especially this early in, in the in the process. I'm by nature just going to be more conservative and slower to bring these rookies up and into sure. upper echelons than Rich. Rich has always been more bold about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit slower to react and bring rookies along. So they're, they're going to be in the teens, possibly late teens is where they're going to mm. arrive in my, in my stuff. So that's more the Madden style where they got to earn their way up. That's what maybe f- not quite that low, but not yeah. maybe not quite that low, but <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what feels more natural to me. Sure. And, and uh, until I see, cause I can project all I want in my brain that they're going to project. And I'm usually pretty good at it uh, for wide receivers, for whatever reason, it's it. No one's a hundred percent, and I still no. don't feel comfortable until I've seen it uh, in the NFL. So uh, you know, and, and Puka's fine. Like I'm if you have Puka slower. higher, that's fine. Jalen Waddle. So here's this: I have Puka at seven, Jalen Waddle at eight. Let's go sort of spy wide receiver. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Waddle at eight. I have Garrett Wilson at six. By the way, so Garrett Wilson at six, Puka Nakua at seven, Jalen Waddle at eight, Devontae Smith at nine, Michael Pittman at ten, Chris Olave at eleven. DJ Moore at 12. So again, this if it works out the way I look at it, I'd have no problem taking those guys ahead of Devontae Smith, Michael Pittman, Chris Olave. Like I have mm-hmm. no problem taking them ahead of those guys. Because I feel like I'm where, split. Where I'm do split you have hairs. Puka? I have Puka as wide receiver seven. I have him at 17. I, we, met, we I, I was going to say, I have got him at 16. That I'm, at eight. I'm actually going to really move him eight. down because yeah. I would take Jalen Waddle ahead of him now. So I'm going to move him down. Just a little you, bit. Got the, you got that Puka madness. Dude, he got the fever. Like a dog, dude. He had a crazy he, rookie season. Like no, I didn't know. I, he totally did. And this this goes back to my my point even more. Like, 
I, I'm slower to react. I'm slower to move sure. these guys up. I want to see him do it for a second season. I want, you know what I mean? Before I like, am like completely on board. That's how you miss out on drafting those guys though. Unfortunately in rookie draft, like there's a part of that. Like you have to chase calculated that gambles. Like it's a, again, yeah. Calculated gambles. Like to get, to get those Justin Jeffersons. Uh, this is your opportunity to get them. Yeah, I Could get Puka it. Could Puka Nakua fall in your lap in the third round of your rookie draft? Yeah, but that's a complete outlier, complete dumb right. luck. That's all Nothing else besides it. If you want to get, like, all these, look at all the guys at the top. Outside I'll, of, just, I'll, I'll just get a Malik Brown. Neighbors this year, and it'll be fine. CeeDee Lamb, <laughs> Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Jamar Chase um, in my rankings here. Garrett Wilson. Jalen Waddle. Have, these, uh, are, these are all guys that we had ranked, like, one. Two, three overall in our rookie rankings as it was already. So these guys come in the same tape with the same rankings. These aren't guys that are up here like, oh, they're fly by night or like luck guys. These are guys that we ranked during our rookie scores and our tape breakdowns really high. Actually, so to get those guys uh, in the startup, this is where you have to take them, unfortunately. Hey, Otherwise, you're ending up with wide receiver twos. Hey, Rich. It might be a good time to tell the people or at least reference it. We have ADP up on the ranks on our website and Puka's at 15 right now it's wide receiver 15 it is brand new we just added it and it's not sortable at the moment but we will change that um get in there add a lot more functionality to it but it is on the site um, so we've been waiting to announce Puka's this. at 15 okay so i'm gonna move puka down a little bit then um we've been waiting to announce this and basically we've been working on if you if you follow at Dynasty Nerds 15 on Twitter overall, and I'm Peter sorry. Bartowski and Peter Bartowski, I can't believe Rich didn't announce this before it happened. This is like uh, a first. No. Something yeah. happened we had a lot before of t- Rich said something. This is technical issues. I mean, technically, I think he's mentioned ADP a million times. So I mean, but he never <laughs> officially said it's here. It's coming. It'll be in the app soon too. It's just it's, it's coming to it's the app on the site. So it's on the website now, which yeah. today that came out. Yeah, it, so. it's on the rankings page. So it'll be next to. Uh, so it, I, you'll see it I've been pushing for this for a very long time. Very long time. A very time. Over a year I've been pushing for this. But now if you follow Dynasty Nerds on Twitter or Peter Bartowski, um, we host mock drafts almost every single day. Ooh, so um, no shout out to anybody else, but like a lot of ADPD comes from, you know, a lot of people run a couple mock drafts at the very beginning of the month, and then that's it. Our goal was to run mock drafts almost constantly, daily. Just keep them coming. And our ADP will update all the time. So we won't have an ADP that's just like, oh, from the beginning of the month. Our ADP will be updating constantly. So I'm happy to hear now, because I know it's coming any day now, that it's now on DynastyNerds.com. So we'll have live, pretty much live ADP coming at you, updated often, and it's coming to the app as well. So that's exciting to hear. I didn't know that was <laughs> So, all right, where are we at now, Pickering? All right, so let's finish up here with this conversation. Matt alluded to it, and I think it's a great point. So we have this point in almost every year, but this year it feels as big as ever where you get through, you know, one tier or two tiers, depending on how you look at, you know, these these group of first seven guys. And then after that, the opinions on who should go 1-8, what the value of 1-8 is, is kind of all over the place at the moment. There's like two or three guys that I see pretty regularly as the next one off the board, but still the the consensus is not even close to being there after the one seven. So this is where if you didn't feel like there was a big teardrop from the top three to the next four, there definitely is here. 
There's so definitely is this where we're going to start seeing running backs, Keon Coleman, like these type of guys coming off the board? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. This Brian is Thomas. Brian Thomas. The the one that I would say I've seen most frequently at one eight at the moment is probably Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Uh, but you just mentioned Brian Thomas. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, at times the first running back in who this, is who's. The that, guy from Texas that's injured? Jonathan Brooks. He was injured, correct? We'll see if uh, McCarthy ends up going in the back of the first that's, two. Yeah. I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have McCarthy going in the middle of the first. Yeah. So that's going to be – he's gonna be, he might be at a good value. I've seen Bo Nix go in the first. So there's going to be good quarterback uh, value here. Supposedly Penix had a, a good overall senior, senior bowl, bowl and interviewed Spencer really Rattler well. had a really good senior, senior bowl. bowl. So it, it is – it's a weird year. It's Where's a, Rattler from? South Carolina, okay. originally from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Though. Okay. So, I knew I knew the name from not from where he is. He was now. the top quarterback in his high school class. Okay. So it. I looked at this. So for somebody who has not, again, my top seven's locked in. Mm-hmm. From 1-8 on, I'm almost like a lot of people listening right now. I don't know who I would take. Cause I, I am somebody, when I break down these rookies, is I wait until the, NFL, the college season's way over. I get through all my regular season stuff. And as we get closer to the NFL draft is where I really start to dive in. Because, mm-hmm. like, I hate to double dip because the NFL combine, I, I want those numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, those mean you know, heights and three cone and stuff like that. They mean something to me. So I, I want to have that information at my fingertips as well. So I actually went through this because I knew we were doing a show. What If I own this pick right now, so, like, 1-8 on, mm-hmm. I went through and looked in my rankings, like, what player range would I be looking for if I was even going to consider – Mm-hmm. Trading this in February right now without knowing a lot of those players, knowing it's going to be a real deep receiver class with the potential of some run, uh, quarterbacks to fall in that range and maybe a possible running back. So for me, I looked at it as where, and then I'll let you guys say whatever, how you feel about it for pick one, eight. I had it from the players right around pick 43 to 72 from one, nine. I had about 62 to 70 or 85. 110, 73 to 85. 110 and 112 were all like players like 73, 85 in my ranks, right around that range that I would consider trading that pick for it. Otherwise, I'd rather just take the upside of that pick itself. Right, right. And then 2-1 on was like pick from 2-1 to 2-6, I had 85 to 105. And then 2-7 was like 105 up. And after that, it's like enter that tier of like, because once you get pet players like 115, you start to get a lot of duds. And you're like, yeah, I'll just take a high second round pick. A yeah. mid-second round pick. That's the way I looked at it. Because I, I don't know what players are going to be there. But I know that pick holds value. And yeah. that's where I would value that pick. I honestly, for me, I don't know that my first round picks, even if it was 112. Because I have the value of the 112 pretty darn close to the same value as the 108 at this point. Yeah. Now, maybe that'll maybe that'll change. But even even like first round, like any first round pick, I can't imagine going much past pick like 70 personally. Um, so like right now, guys that I have in that range, like George Pickens, Kyle Pitts, Terry McLaurin, Jaden Reed, James Cook, Amari Cooper, Rashad White, like yeah. those guys, like that's kind of the 
like the lowest that I would take for a first round pick. Yeah. Like I would almost rather first round pick. So mine's I, cut off at 70. So I have my okay. late first at 70 right behind Tank Dell, right ahead of George Kittle and Stefan Dix. Okay. So my, yeah, my, my late first is really, I'm, I, it's going to be very redundant, but uh, Jaden Reed's right ahead of it. Tank Dell's right ahead of that. Zay Flowers. So th- those are the kind of guys that are, are right near the cutoff line there um, for my late first. Um, so I think we're all in a very similar kind of range. I think mine's 77 mm-hmm. instead of 70. Um, so I just have a few guys I probably bumped up above uh, that line that you have below it. Uh, but it's it's all pretty close, right? I mean, that that's... Right. That's within a half a round of a startup draft uh, between me and you. So right, absolutely. That, that that feels right. That feels pretty normal. And and really, it, it boils down to you know you're looking at individual players. Maybe my individual players are just a few lower. Than, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I would definitely take a first for this. Right? I'd definitely take a first for this guy. You know? I mean, would you that, trade him? Would you trade it for Bryce Young? I would. A late no, first? I don't think I would. That's a late just, first? That's just me. Yeah. I think I would. I would gamble on the quarterback. I can. That's one overall. No one's gonna be there for a little bit. I would I would rather just hope one of the quarterbacks slid to me. In just this take in this Penix year's or, draft. Or, yep. or yeah, I have my late or, first ranked way above Bryce Young, but I'm sitting here thinking about it. I think I would take the gamble on Young. So I might have to change that for me. I just I just never loved what I saw. I didn't like what he was before he came in the league and I know. I'm just, I'm just new coaches, new, new coaches. coaches he could yeah. very well turn it around. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And, and, but I'm, I would rather just take a gamble. And on I'd these say guys. likely to turn it around, but yeah, I have him. I have Bryce Young at player 66 and super flex tight end premium right behind Matt Stafford, right ahead of like James Cook and Tank Dell. What we have seen though. And, and Rich, you and I were talking about a little bit earlier, just to kind of finish up here with the Bryce Young part of this. Uh, we have seen this happen a few times where a quarterback comes out very highly touted prospect goes number one overall thinking of David Carr, Tim couch guys that we thought had all the talent and ability of the world. And season one just goes so bad that they just never really recover from it. And they don't have the team so bad. What sucks about Bryce young is not only is the team really bad. They don't have the draft capital to 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 help fix around it, it, to fix around it. They got to use free agency and that's not a good thing for a young quarterback. So the odds of him being get getting broken, like you said, like those quarterbacks, are much higher. Damn it! I was looking at my PPR ranks, not Superflex. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie mistake—that <laughs> totally makes I'm like, sense. What? Why would I do that? Sorry, but so yeah, I mean these draft pick values, everything's subjective. You'll see a thousand different opinions on Twitter, and you know I would take a lot of those with a grain of salt. Even these. These people are like, oh, proclaiming rookies at this time of the year or saying somebody's mock draft is stupid or anybody's even mock draft as a grain, uh, as an etched in stone. It does not matter. It's fun to do them, but you're going to change them again as soon yeah. as the draft happens. You know, our opinions change. There's players that we think we like, and then we watch the tape, and then we end up not liking them. Then there's players that we don't think we'll like. We watch the tape, we end up liking them. Yep, like, it happens every year. Here's the thing. You have time. You don't have to make a trade right now. You could tell somebody who's offering this tra- the, the offer that um, a, a deal saying, "Hey, I just got I got to know within these next couple of days I have another offer." If you're gonna put my feet to the fire, take the other offer because again, these picks are not gonna decrease in value. They are only gonna go up in value. That is for somebody who's been playing Dynasty for 20 years. I can tell you that with 100 certainty, these picks will get only more valuable. And by the time the day you're draft, even after NFL draft, 
they increase in value. But when they actually hold your rookie draft is when they're the most valuable 100%. overall. Yep. And people that say they won't trade for that all of a sudden get when they're all right, they're dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. Send it yeah, over. I'll do I it. Mean, come on. When people come asking you for that draft pick, they want that draft pick. Yeah, they want it. And I and I tell people because I have a league where I have one one and one four, and people are consistently asking me for this picks. And I go, listen, I am val. I, and I've, I said it in the message. I just want you to know, as we stand today, I am valuing this pick. In this tier, listen, they, they they're sniffing around that pick because they want a specific player, mm-hmm. or they want two or three players, and they're like, "I'd be cool with this guy, this guy, or this guy." When draft day comes, if there's one of those guys left, and you're like, "Go make the deal," you're like, "Come, come at me at, at draft." And, day. and it is funny Boom, to do that all of a now sudden, because you you never know how things could flip and change exactly between then and now. So yep. it is a. I feel like so many home leagues I'm in. It's like half the league. Doesn't even tap in until NFL draft weekend. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're excited about whoever it is. Yeah. A lot changes. A lot's going to change from now to the combine. And from the, there hasn't been any trades. There'll be tons of trades during NFL draft. Definitely this year. People are going to be trading up in the first. People are going to trade for quarterbacks. There's going to be quarterbacks that go in the first. They're going to train their super flex value. We mentioned one, JJ McCarthy. If JJ McCarthy goes like 15 overall to the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton, Jack, 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 yeah. Yep. Well, guess, guess now who we're talking now. All of a sudden, we're talking about one seven. You know, now yeah, at one eight, I'm, I'm one eight is probably JJ McCarthy for me. Locked in if he goes top fifteen. If he makes way. it to one eight, and he's got a rushing floor. If he too. makes it to one eight, you know yeah. what I mean. So like players like that, like everything changes. So it's silly to sit here and anybody. And listen, I know a lot of people want to get on t- Twitter. They want to talk with conviction and try and tell you one thing or another because they're trying to make a name for themselves or they're trying to represent their brand and they're trying to grow, which I get, you know, this is, you want to find a way to make a name for yourself in this in community, but you don't, that, that none of that holds any water. It's all, it's all meaningful. It's all moot. Cause until you actually draft or the NFL draft happens, none of that matters. Cause none of it's set in stone. Some can go to the combine and tear their ACL. Good. You know, somebody go get hurt. We've seen that happen again before. Somebody some just got injured the senior role. Tore up, I think bicep or something like that. Yeah. Running, running back from, they, they could go to the the senior, or the combine and run a four seven four and be a running back and nobody will like him anymore. And then two years later, they're the running back two in fantasy. You never know. So when people come with these offers, what I'm saying is just you know don't be afraid to wear a deep V neck. Don't show them everything, but show them just enough to get you know keep them sticking around, keep them googling. Get that deep keep v. Them googling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what I'm talking about. Cleavage. Deep V necks go a long way. You're talking about cleavage. Yeah, <laughs> we you got, know you got me. We all know. You ever, guy? See, you ever see Dalton Cade walk around with a deep V? No. Does he have deep Vs? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even answer that, that was, one. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for that to happen because it felt like that's where that was going. Oh, that even got me. Pervert. <laughs> no, it's bad if Rich says that. So it's an interesting time of the year because this is where everybody's searching for those draft picks, right? Because it's, it's, you have not much more to talk about in Dynasty besides make trades and study rookies. So hold on to those bad boys unless you get an offer that you can't refuse. It has to be an overpay. Like Garrett said earlier, it has to be an overpay. Like you have to overpay for that because view them as that top tier. So anything how we talked about here, like, oh, they're kind of that top tier, view them there. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I said in my messages when people come there, like, I, just to let you know where I'm valuing this pick right now. 
until everything's proven otherwise, I'm valuing him as like Justin Herbert, Caleb Williams in that mm-hmm. tier, which I know sounds silly, but it does not at all. In February, that's what I'm holding to because I'm not selling myself short in February mm-hmm. when there's when it's going to only go up in value. So we'll talk again closer to the draft. Adios.